The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to our first ever crossover. I don't think this is our first ever crossover, but it's a crossover episode. This week we're MGP and Animania all rolled into one. And uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, a movie that is very, very special to me. And it's actually interesting. And it's it's uh, it's actually not something that I had seen until very, very recently, but I actually quite like. And I've described it multiple times on Animania as being, uh, as defining my five. Today we're going to be looking at uh, Angel's Egg. Uh, by uh, Mamoru Oshii, or, or as it's known in the ja- Japanese, pardon my pronunciation, but uh, Tenshi no Tamago. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do a little plot synopsis, and then I'm going to go into the background about this piece a little bit. A young girl is the sole protector of a very precious large egg. Her hair is near a large... No, her lair is near a large, abandoned, decaying gothic city inhabited by restless shadows. A mysterious young man arrives one day and eventually wins her trust. They converse sparsely about obscure philosophical and theological topics, and the show and then shows him an astonishing fossil and works of historic and scientific art. The ending is a bit shocking and very ambiguous, leaving many unanswered questions and tons of room for interpretation. Yes, this is ancient. Egg. This is one of the first films uh, by Oshi. Uh, and to, joining me today to talk about this very special thing is, of course, uh, Trevor Flynn. He's like me, an MGP Animania crossover guy. But then today, how are you, Trevor? Are you excited for hey. this? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you're coming strong with like, like, uh, you know, like talking points and shit on this because I don't. I, you know, this is uh, it's very uh, ephemeral. I don't know. Yeah, it's we'll very, we'll, we'll yeah. get we'll get into it. But first, we got to introduce the things. First time anime. I think this is the first time you've ever been on, I guess, Animania or a crossover. Uh, ben, how are you doing? Welcome to talking about Angel's Egg and anime. Thank you. I think we did a crossover ish. I think we. I think we've uh, done something. Did yeah, you yeah. Like you got to remember, we've done like semi- we've done like two hundred plus episodes of both MGP and Animania at this point. So I'm sure something else is happening. I, <laughs> I, I was on the Your Name. I episode, don't. E- so yes. You are. I yeah, talk about yes, anime once in a while. Once no, in a while, perfect I get, blue too. Give myself an anime. Yeah. Yeah, you were here for perfect blue too, so I, I need to shut the fuck up. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I also can't, joining us. I can't a, do y'all's anime shows that go on for five hundred thousand episodes, but uh, I can do. I, I know that's not all of them, but I can. I can do the. Oh movie no, movies. it's ninety percent <laughs> of them go on for twelve and annoy the crap out of us. That there's not more. Uh, joining us this week also is as always Edwin Reyes. Edwin, how are you, how are you feeling? First MGP episode that you're technically on. You called it her lair. Oh, is this what we're gonna get into right now? No, dude. Her lair, dude. It's 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 uh, it's a synopsis. It's literally the IMDb synopsis. That's not my bad. Here's another: a mysterious young girl wanders a desolate, otherworldly landscape carrying a large egg. That's probably better. <laughs> that's probably that, more. that. That synopsis just made it sound s- much more bigger than I perceived it to be. Like her lair. That's some descriptive adjectives. Well, it's literally. Right there. I mean, it's it's kind of literally her lair. We'll get into a little bit, but it's literally like Noah's Ark, and you have like all this secondary like symbolism. But let's go ahead and get this. Uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of thing here. I really wanted to do this show because I saw this a couple years ago. I've not really talked about my own personal atheism on this show, but I, you know, I am an atheist and a very stout one. Uh, and uh, this has a lot of resonance for me, too, because as we know, Oshi at one time wanted to be a seminary and decided against doing that. And I think that a lot of his own personal struggles in religion, I see m- mirrored in myself. I see come through in this movie a little bit. And so I find it to be something very personal to me. And, you know, it's my birthday. So I and I you know, run a couple of these shows. So I get to be a little bit self-indulgent, but the big thing I wanted to do is I wanted to show this movie. Cause I, I, the first time I saw it was actually on a recommendation from body video involving a dark souls recommendation. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that just watches all of Oshi's back end movies. Uh, so I've only come to it recently, but it's had a very profound effect on me. So first off, I want to sit down and grab Trevor Flynn before we go to Ben and Ed here. Trevor, what was your first take on seeing this movie? Other than the fact that it's incredibly confusing. Oh, man. Um, well, like, 
going in with the knowledge that this is like a uh, big big movie for you like i was like curious very much um by the okay by the end of it like yeah it's very it it's very ambiguous it's very hard to like rest like like a conclusive meaning from probably intentionally Oshi says he supposedly doesn't know what it's about um even though i think to some degree that's bullshit but to some degree i see like i, that's I just so being an author needing to like keep something ambiguous um, I, for me the the best part about this piece is that it is ambiguous yeah like the strength I, is the ambiguity to to actually answer your question like my first reaction at the end is like less um cynical like about religion specifically i don't know i i at the end of it i i feel like it's doing my my initial reaction is much more like rhyme of the ancient mariner like uh like negative depiction of the loss of faith thing but i, I totally get that it's well that i don't i don't think of it as a depiction of loss of faith i, I think of it as a depiction of the struggle of faith yeah, I think that's fair. That's better. and I don't like. For instance, yeah, like I don't think this is like as much as I let in with like uh, atheism quote about myself. Like I don't think this is an atheist piece. I think this is man with a very devout sense talking about his internal struggle because of the core concept here that's pretty much spelled out is the egg. Will the egg hatch? Will it not? I have faith in the egg. You know, the the egg literally represents the concept of faith in and of itself. Whether or not the egg will ever hatch, and you know, there's all the secondary symbolism all the way through the movie. The symbolism being primarily biblical. He tells the story of Noah's Ark, but he changes the story at the end that the faith of Noah's Ark was never rewarded. And then there's dual shots because it's definitely it's definitely more ephemeral than it is actuality because there is an arc that she lives in. But also the boat is an overturned arc that like the whole island is an overturned arc as well, which yeah, is just it doesn't sort of make sense. It like... doesn't it doesn't make sense on purpose. And I think yeah. that's the same thing. It's like the people hunting the ghost fish. It's all like. You know, it's very, very straightforward symbolosh. I know, like ghost fish. It's surrealism. Ghost, it's surrealism. It's surrealism, and I think it's I think it's helped by the Studio Dean presentation here, which I I do think this has got to be one of the most. Hold on, what do you mean by Studio Dean presentation? Please clarify this right now, dude. This was a Studio Dean production. Yes, I know, and the reason why it doesn't look god awful is because it doesn't rely on animation. They right. can draw no, well. I, I, sure. I mean, and, I'm, and I don't think that's. I think that the difference is that this is a one-shot OVA test piece for a director. Like that's, you know, they took their budget and they used the absolute, absolute maximum amount that they could to make a really good production. I agree with you entirely. Like the strength of the film is that it's very, very surreal. It's a very loose-based animation. Like this is this is definitely a, a to me a masterpiece on a budget. Well, well, that's why I wanted to clarify that because typically when people think of Studio Dean, they think piss poor quality. I agree. And this agree. did not have that. I totally agree. Which the- and it's because there's not much actual animation that they could invest it into really good art. Right, and and I think that's I think that's a legitimate way of doing animation is if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're Oshi and you're gonna go work at Studio Dean, well, let's go surreal. (laughs) You know, it's you know, you're not working with Ghibli, which, you know, he famously didn't want to necessarily do that. Like they fell apart on a production right before this on the on creative differences. So it's it's kind of interesting uh, that he, I think it was right before this or right after is that Oshi and Ghibli wanted to not Ghibli, you know who I'm talking about, uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki and and one of the other founders of Studio Ghibli. Uh, the three of them wanted to do a project either right before this or right after this. I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but they had a bunch of creative differences. And I think Oshi actually went on record as saying that uh, he's very skeptical of all of Miyazaki's works, but he respects where it sits in the canon of animation. <laughs> so it's 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 one of those two where it's like I definitely think that he's a different voice, and it's also kind of a good counterpoint to to. Uh, Miyazaki, even though his canon is not nearly, in my opinion, good. I think he has three or two or three masterpieces. Uh, Ben, sorry, I'm jumping over you and I apologize. I will never, I take you very, very seriously in animation. I'm just, I'm very excited about this show. So you guys are probably going to have to shout me down a little bit. So I apologize. Uh, What did you think of Angel's Egg on first blush? Uh, I was very interested to go into this uh, film. And uh, I think my my big takeaway is, uh, 
that that I just generally appreciate how much anime is willing to go in the form of surrealism with the animation. There's always been surrealist animators uh, in America, but you're mostly talking about your underground folks who are working in very limited capacity. I'm thinking of someone like, uh, oh God, his name's escaping me, uh, Ralph Bashki. Someone like Ralph Bashki or somebody, uh, or kind of like Pink Floyd's The Wall, where it's tied into, uh, which isn't even that, it doesn't have that much animation in it, but uh, it's tied into like a, a musical rock opera, so it can like, you know, be all right that it can do it. But I was just looking at what are other 1985 move animated movies and it's like the care bears movie the black cauldron right. like right. the adventures yeah. of mark twain which is actually kind of freaky for us uh, has some yeah freaky parts, well, but it's I mostly saw, like a kid's I movie s- and like black cauldron is weirdly freaky too in its own way but oh dude I'd yeah love to that go was and like yeah watch black cauldron with y'all sometime like that's a that's a weird one a strange it, it, film. A, yes but animation is in a weird spot Two, I think you, you when you look at that because it's like you have the rise of the 1980s, uh, uh, a toy-driven American animated uh, cartoons like your He-Man and your Transformers are coming out around this time. That's kind of where animation is kind of dying in America, um, uh, depending on your opinion of it. Uh, and and Disney's in a real tough spot. Black Cauldron's, of course, their biggest flop ever, um, or one of them. It's up there. And so just to watch this film yeah. that is like pre-Akira, uh, pre-Ghost in the Shell, pre-End of Evangelion, that's just like doing a lot of these similar things, even though those films are more narrative-based than this one is, just using visual. And very interesting to me was like not like Belladonna of Sadness or something. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's right. like a very like hyper-colored version of this. And this is like a very monochromatic, somber, quiet 71 yeah. minutes. I don't think it all yeah. holds together. And I'll we'll talk about like, I guess my surrealism with anime kind of begins and ends with the end of Evangelion. That's kind of like, that's I think that's more Oof. personal to me than for Oof. you. No, this I, one. This I, is the I, one I'll for, admit. That's the one for me. Yeah, I'll I'll admit to I'll cut in here and just say I'll admit that even End of Evangelion is very Oh, you mean the movie End of Evangelion, not the actual yes, ending of Evangelion. Yes, not the actual end of the yeah, show. Cool. Yeah, the, the cool, 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 bad cool, cool. Well, it depends That's, who you're talking to. Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I was about to say like I, I do like the surrealism of Ed, End of Evangelion. Isn't it weird that we're about to get a third End of Evangelion? We have three. Nah, which it's, this is this, thing? this is long. This is long and coming. I need to know what. I just need to know how the fuck he's gonna finish that man. I need to fucking know. I don't. I don't. After four, I I or after three point oh, I I don't. <laughs> you didn't like 2.0? I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, I love 2.0. I, 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 I agree. Like I agree with Trevor on this one. I think 3.0 is a, is a, is a big step in the wrong oh, direction. Oh, I showed you 3.0, and you're like, what is he doing? Oh no, that's... no, we watched. That's it. That was something we watched together, and both of us like flipped out. I remember. Yeah, that. and then you're like, let's let's go watch One Punch Man. I got to show you One Punch Man. Like, that was okay. great. Yeah, that was great. And now we're disappointed in One Punch Man, so we've come full goddamn fucking circle. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm referring to it's End dark. of Evangelion, the 1997 feature film. That's the that's the one I'm talking about, which I think is just like this crazy, right, right, right. weird, uh, phantasmagoria of shit that I watched way too young and really broke my brain. <laughs> that's definitely right. what. Oh I was man, like. the first time I watched End of Evangelion, I was like, "Get this away from me! I don't, I like, I can't physically have this in my house anymore. <laughs> yes, it's it's like so really... fucking disturbing." <laughs> <laughs> like I yeah, owned it. I owned the DVD. He, and owned I gave it. It he showed to it to me in college. That was that was really bad too. Because yeah, but we could... watched it on YouTube. Did I we think, actually? I think we did. Yeah, I didn't Holy own the DVD fuck. anymore because you I got rid of it. That's away. right. You told you talked about it. I remember this. That was like very college, Trevor. He's like, I couldn't even own this. It was so intense. Like that's a very like. <laughs> well, I was like in high school at the time, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, and and, and uh, just it, it plays in a lot of the same. It's not as cheesy as this movie, but like it reminded me a lot of Zardoz of all things. Like in that it's like it's kind of taking this one thing, which is like, you know, Zardoz is a spoiler alert, the Wizard of Oz. And it's kind of warping and shaping and crushing and eating and reforming it and sell it. It does you kind of recognize it, but you don't recognize it anymore. And obviously this is taking that with Noah's Ark. And genuinely it really did hit me, I think, emotionally. The best part of the movie is the the retelling of Noah's Ark, which goes not how you expect. I think that was a really 
great sort of narrative device and they kind of made the movie click for me up to that point i was like this is nice but it's just a lady with an egg <laughs> you know it's all right but well, uh, i guess and, and again i don't know if it all holds together but i kind of get the the i kind of get what it's about for me at least what i took away from it which is just yeah. basically that religion will take all your hopes and dreams and chew them up and spit them out i think that's kind no of i i kind think of, that's, that's so kind of what is... i go for it <laughs> You're going to freak out a little bit. And I and I genuinely don't mean this as an attack because, like, to me, this is a better narrative structure. It's a similar narrative structure, to my mind, of what The Last Jedi was supposed to be. Which is to be... And this is not an attack. This is not an attack. Let me, let me, let me like, give me, some, give me some rope. Give me some rope. Okay. The Last Jedi, the whole point is to be, is to, is to not have an ending, is to not come back to the status quo or set a status quo and to unsatisfy the viewers in a sense. And a lot of my criticism of the last Jedi past, you know, all the secondary terrible criticism that's out there is that at the end of the movie, it does reestablish the status quo and destroy a lot of the goodwill that the movie does in the forefront. And that's my point here is that I think the best part about this movie is that, you know, it attempts to, I mean, it's 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 even past Blade Runner on the Blade Runner Back to the Future scale and that it's about form over function and it's about invoking this sense of faith based uh, existential dread to that end. I think that on my first viewing, it has been successful and has been successful since then. And I don't actually think it's it's metaphorically complicated or it's very hard to understand. It's I actually think it's perhaps more simple than anything like Evan end of Evangelion is like, it's, it's actually not that hard to understand, especially as, as soon as you identify that the, all the points don't come together. And I think this is the other thing too, is maybe because it was the jumping off point for me was dark souls. I didn't expect that narrative to make total sense. I expected this kind of like act of discovery. Me of ton of dark. Souls. Go ahead. Is that weird? It, no, it it, no, it's not. And it's literally, literally, uh, the guy has gone on record as saying this was a huge inspiration for all of Dark okay. Souls, Demon Souls, and Bloodborne. And literally, yeah, like, there like, is the, the, the people wandering through the world, and there's like no one there, and the people who are there are not kind of there. There, you know, it's like yeah. a very dead world that's yeah very weirdly yeah. depopulated. Yeah. Yeah, he he uh, he literally in the in the the end of the, in the last DLC for Dark Souls three, he literally has a woman at the end of the world uh, who is a metaphor for faith who has a big cracked egg in her hands, and you touch you the go. egg to break. <laughs> you crack the egg to get to the final boss fight of Dark Souls. That's like that's like literally a thing. And like that's the thing too is he always does that. He goes on record like in Bloodborne. Like Bloodborne has a piece of DLC where you literally just essentially go to Innsmouth. It's the same sort of thing where he just like admits to his all his DLCs are just like admissions of his like things and this is a big thing for him. And I think I understand it too and maybe it's because I have all this experience with Bloodborne narratives that like this is like the movie form of it where it is just dealing with like very specific elements of faith. But the whole point is just to invoke a feeling of faith and dread and i think in that regard it's more successful than something like evangelion the big this thing is I, one of the most haunting just visual experiences exactly, i've ever exactly had. and maybe that's <laughs> why i like it is because i think that maybe i'm coming at from the idea that i didn't need anything explained but the simplicity of it is a really fun experience it's short it's sweet it's an ova and it just sort of puts me in this mindset of like Oh God, <laughs> and, I, and I love it. I love it, and I think that's that's my that's my defense of it a little bit. I know that's kind of weak as opposed to like this, because like comparing this to something like Perfect Blue, which I don't think I gave Perfect Blue a score. Which that's the there's always a movie out there when you think about giving something a perfect score because this is my five. This has always been the thing I've held up as a five in Animania. So. You know, and that's the thing is, I don't necessarily think I gave a perfect score to Perfect Blue, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's always that movie that makes you feel bad about your score, and Perfect Blue will be that one for me because it's surrealist. It's also a better, a far, far better movie. And somehow I have watched this way more times than Perfect Blue, and I just always find myself like I can't get into Perfect Blue, and I can I can immediately just like turn this on and just like lean back, and it's just be engulfed by it, the experience. When did you watch this movie? I'm just curious. 
about that. I did not watch this young. I did not watch this young. I watched this uh, when uh, when the last DLC, The Ring City, came out because it was literally it was when that reference came up, and uh, I went and sought the movie out because I wanted to know what the reference was, and it was on YouTube. And I'm I'm gonna defend watching it on YouTube. I'm sorry, like I we a lot of us did. It's impossible to get this fucking movie in the United States. Uh, I think the reason that it hasn't been taken down on a regular basis. So I literally watched it in 2017. That's a fact. I only watched it two years ago. And I love it. I love it. I still love it. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's one of those things. It's one of the, usually like animation stuff, like I'll agree with you. Like this is not rose tinted glasses for me. This was just something that like I absolutely engaged with on a very visceral level. I was just like, oh crap, this is great. I love it. Yeah, the music is a big strength too. Like I say, it's one of the most oh, yeah, taunting visual yeah. experiences I've ever had. But like, I don't know, Jack. You 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 even brought up Ava when you recommended, it and you said like it's like Evangelion storytelling. It was like that could mean a lot of different things. It could. It and, could. That's, that's, and, that's literally the whole gamut of storytelling capabilities. That's that's, um, that's awful. That's a really terrible recommendation. Um, one of the well, yeah. I mean, and like the funniest response I had to that was whenever it's the really long shot when he's waiting for her to fall asleep. I guess uh, before yeah, he takes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's and, that's yeah, gratuitous. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you guys yeah. that. That's there. There's a couple. There's a couple like studio dean shots that are just totally fucking i feel like that's probably where ed's coming from when he says it's not in when what what did you say Ed? like it's not animated (laughs) yeah no this this is not animated (laughs) at all i mean i disagree it's it's uh, it's kill i mean i'm not gonna lie and say that it's not like it's not approaching kill a kill levels of studio clip art sometimes yeah but, and the, the the music is strong enough that it works you know it's different than like the the shot in ava where infamously Everybody is absolutely sure. But that I love that shot. I oh, love I thought that you shot. hated that. I, I've come around to that. No. You've come back around? Because at the Which time, one are we talking about? Are we talking about the elevator? No, the elevator's great. I'm talking about him. when... Yeah, when he's holding, holding oh, the guy. Oh, oh yeah, fuck uh, yeah. Sorry. The elevator yeah. the elevator is totally on purpose and definitely in the portion of the show when they had money. The elevator is totally yeah. on purpose. That's yeah, why I love the, the elevator. elevator I'm fine with. The but elevator he's holding, I love how they're contemplating uh, popping Waru's head off and you're just hearing Ode to Joy in the background is when you're like, ah, I've heard Ode to Joy before. Fuck it's you. different hearing fuck like you. that music than when yeah. like uh Well it's, that's also just like that's when the show is like definitely in its problematic territory where it's like yeah. we just don't have fucking money to realize this great vision. Like that's that's definitely also the thing and it's now i guess that's the other thing too is like the other disappointing thing is that you know complicated pieces of media watching somebody now have more money than god and not able to like realize the vision because the vision was never as good as we initially thought it was you know it's one of those things where it's like i think if somebody went back with all the money in the world and made angel's egg over again it wouldn't be that good and i think that oh, yeah. the recommendation I mean, is this is free creativity and i think yeah, i think that's my point i think this is such a chill ass motherfucking movie for me is because it's so limited and i just like you know i like i like that shot i i get i i get that like it is it's the right length that does not feel too long but I characterizing get, yeah. it as chill is perhaps misleading well i love i've yeah. had it on in the background like the whole time we've been talking but like on mute but like i you know it's it's uh, when he that that shot where it pans to the skeleton of the bird and back to yeah. him down with the music swelling is yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Or in a or way that she, I really enjoy. Or you know, when she but, gives birth in the water and she's drowning and she sees the older version of herself like that. Oh god, that There's is a so much like gorgeous sequence, and it's just yeah. rebirth. And also like he's essentially Jesus because he's bearing the cross, and also his hands have bandages where hit like the pins would have gone in. I mean, there's so much to the symbolism like that, and it's, it's part of the... I don't necessarily think it's part of the problem. I think it's part of the strength of it, too. But, like, part of the ambiguity of it is that it's so rich with symbolism that it's obvious that, like... You know, we don't know, like... I, I don't know. I mean, arguably... I think you could argue that, like, it's just, like, throwing sim- Christian symbols at the no, wall No, I totally agree. Saying, I totally agree with that criticism. Yeah. I totally agree with that criticism, too, because the strength of symbolism is sometime in the scarcity of symbolism, and then that a really important symbol comes through and matters all the more for that. And that's, that's Well, here's a comparison to Ava again, because I remember when I first showed you End of Evangelion, you 
uh, did not like the use of Christian symbolism in there because for that I think that might have been your criticism at the time is that it feels like uh, uh, just let's not let's not judge that I was in college I was doing I was doing my philosophy of religion course which I was a philosophy major oh so you just had a bad taste and the religion well the religion majors come into that course like looking for a fight and like we're just like sort of three philosophy majors who know each other show up and are like hi guys so I may have been like extra salty at the time too because also like a lot of the other philosophy majors were like apologetic about like philosophizing about stuff and i was like no oh, fuck yeah. you go fuck yourself because yeah. that was jack and that's and turned around since then on popular culture there's like philosophy of everything books now right right do you love right. that okay no uh, i do not yeah. love those i fuck know you. i know yeah, i just hate you so much that's well, there's such never, a the reason blow. i bring that up is i do think the christian symbolism in this is a lot more related to actual religious themes than it is right Evangelion, right. maybe Evangelion is so much e- more psychological and evangelion is, more... is psychological and uses it as a bridge to the level of psychology where this is genuinely a bridge to faith. I think this is one of the things where the theme in Evangelion is unrelated to the symbolism, but it still works on a level versus the theme and symbolism here are so fucking entwined. It's like, you know, there's nothing. So I, I, I've seen a fuckload. I've seen a fuckload of interpretations of this movie. Like a lot yeah, of people. Me too. And this is one of the things where I watch it and I'm like, I just, I, I just I, see, I can't I just pick see one. Like I can't pick oh, really? an interpretation. I, I, you know? I watch like, this and I just see faith. I do not. I do not see the identity crisis like the people talk about. I think yeah. that's just people seeing Ghost in the Shell first, coming back and watching this, and is like, "Oh, this was proto Ghost in like the Shell." The fact that the girl and the man are really the same being, it's right? Like wrestling with two different aspects of this. Right. I don't know. I think that reading works. Probably, and there's there's one scene that does not make any sense to me in the context of the main like faith. Well, them two, of the them two in the I, eyes, the tripartite spirit. Yeah. Whoa, uh, what? Break that down. Like, I had a scene in mind, but, like, I don't... The two in the eyes and the... Tri- what? Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, We're, like, she's... The- Literally a ghost <laughs> at the end that gives uh, birth to life. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe... Dude, there's a lot. There's, 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 well, I, the, the scene that is most haunting and disturbing and, like, problematic for me is arguably the most animated scene and most beautiful scene in the whole thing. It's when they're they're walking by this mansion and this wrought iron um, kind of gate and the way the, it's just the, the way they move through the light, like a Nickelodeon yeah. almost. All the, the stone animals and, and everything, all the symbolism of, like, she, dead well, animals. And, the, and there's this look. She, it, she looks back at him. At this point, he's still, like, just following her, and she doesn't really trust him, but it's just this inevitable thread between the two of them, and she's looking, she's glancing back at him. I pulled up the ta- timestamp because I'm obsessed with this at this point. It's 2737, and, like, it's just, like, this this look that is so like beyond her years. Like it's almost, it's almost a seductive looking glance almost. Like, I don't think it's sexual by any means. It's just, like, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's would, that, there's that sort of, sort of religiosity sexual. That's like a weird thing that it's just I, so out of character almost with the rest of the characterization of the girl character right. in Which the is whole thing. Naivete it, until baptism by water. Yeah. Which yeah, is water, cons- water everywhere, not a drop. Well, it's also fem- it's that's very Japanese. That's femininity. That's very specific. But also, I I like the I I just like the symbolism of the birds and how it mechanically works on that end, because the story of if if they are on an arc, the representation of the bird hatching and flying off to fetch a, a piece of land to prove that God loves them and that they will be able to come to land. Um, and so that's why they need it to hatch and whether it will or won't hatch, it says there's a symbolism to the rest of the existing story with all the corpses of the animals around them and they yeah. smash the bird and she still manages to birth through God's love, like hundreds of birds that you see fly off. And that's the other thing too. You can like, it's that, in the beginning. In well, the beginning, it is, it is, it is, but it's also the image of like the at the end where the feathers are everywhere you see the birds in in the eggs and then you see feathers do you know how fucking hard it is to animate feathers like (laughs) like that's that that is a large chunk that's that's memora oshi's trademark is it is feathers the feathers yeah and it's it's funny to think that this might be the first usage of i'm not gonna fucking say that because i'm not sure i'm sure there's he did a couple anime and i'm sure there's feathers in one of like his like earlier shows that are less less metaphorical than this but this is his first like genuinely metaphorical use of feathers I would wager. Uh, don't know that that's true. Just saying. But if shit. there's if there's one use of and the reason the feathers work, I think it's so good. It's like if there's one like choice in here that 
it makes consistent sense <laughs> like with the theme of the whole thing. It's to never show you the live bird. That's right. like the right. one thing that makes right. consistently literal sense. The bird flies off you, and you just see the feather. So you don't know if it flew off or what happens. I mean, but you, you don't even know if it's real. Like you could exactly. see the shadow of it, you know, right. it's like, yeah, which is the whole point that the bird is faith and you don't know if it's real. And then on the other hand, like, I guess the dark mirror of that is the fish. Because <laughs> the fish are also right. shadows but it's you also, don't see. It's also, like, the strength of faith versus the blindness of faith. Like, it's, I think that's the whole point about making an ambivalent movie, is that the whole point is that faith will always be a double-edged sword. Which is the brilliance of you well, making a movie in about faith like this. Like, is to me, like, oh, part yeah. of the whole, like, taking it and chewing it up. Because it's, like, fisher of men is, like, one of the most common things they talk about in terms of, like, right, right, right. Christian yeah, yeah. symbolism. And, 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 and the, literal, the literal, like, fish or symbolism for Christianity. Again... Yes, it's and like so it's giant boxes. shadow fish that you can never catch. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 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 is, I have to admit, that the fisherman situation to me, and, and it's one of those two things. Like, I hate the tanks that come through. I feel like the tanks the, are The phallus tanks? Yeah, like the penis tanks. Like, I, like yeah. they come through, and I know, I know it's like symbolism of, like, the man that's a soldier yeah. is here. I never, I never finished the uh, the, the feminist uh, video that I found, uh, reading video of this. I saw I that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was just like, this movie's about penises. Like, that's how it opened, so I was like, I'm, I was not, like, I'm not okay. down for it's this. Not, it's not, like, it's not about penises. Don't, don't do that. Bad. Don't fucking do that. Don't, don't, I don't. I yeah. know. I'm just saying, like, it, I didn't even finish that video, and I knew that's, that's yeah. I, I've seen that. it. it. It makes me, it makes me angry, and I, and I know that like it's like a legitimate criticism to it, but like, like, oh my god, I just there's so much here. There's so it. I think that's the thing too. Is this movie to me is like, a, it's just like a soup pot of so Which much is, going. It's on. not to say that I don't think there is like a, a potentially good feminist reading. No, it's but absolutely, like, but it's also I think it's maybe more positive feminist reading here because mm-hmm. it's about that but it is it is about femininity in a very classical japanese sense succeeding well yeah i mean literally reproduction is like right just the how it goes right 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 right. which is also which is also this other thing too which is about you know adam and eve-ish and all this other stuff that's kind of in there a little bit but you know it's not we're, we're reaching a little bit now uh Ed, uh, give me. I, I know that we've said a lot of shit, and I don't. I don't mean to reach for you now to give us your why you hated this one, but I definitely need to get that in there. I mean, I can. I, I uh, hearing all your guys's praise and uh, enjoyment and from this movie. Sorry, I don't mean to cut in. I don't think Trevor. Trevor, I bet you wouldn't. It may be helpful to score this because at some point, I don't think Trevor or. Or, or I almost said Flynn. Like there's another person named Flynn on this Flynn. podcast. Or Ben is going to uh, like be as positive about this as I am. I, I bet you. I bet you they're either threes and maybe a three point five or a four. We'll see. Guess I don't know, man. It's a different. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, so here's here. Oh, let me go ahead and go over this. We might oh, drop. Uh, actually, I want, I'll give you a second, and I'll get you a second to talk in a sec, Ed. But first, uh, we're going to do the Animania score system, which I genuinely prefer over MGPs. I'm sorry, Ben, it's just simpler. Uh, <laughs> a five is your all-time favorite movie, perfect thing. A four is a fucking fantastic movie. A three is a solid recommendation. A two is not a great movie. And a one is just beyond the dog shit. The world is lesser for it having existed. Gotcha. And they can't, uh, you don't allow points. You don't allow. I do. 0.5, but not 0.25. That's that's not quarters, but just half points. So, for instance, like a 2.5 is like a. So, it's the same as our rating scale. It's just. It's just half. <laughs> yeah, and this this amount. is the thing. It's it's literally our, it's the same thing. It's just uh, we're pretty hard. We're I'm a little bit harder on fives and stuff, and we don't tend to give them out as much. I mean, we don't give out tens to begin with, but I, I definitely think that like a four point five is like the best movie you've seen this year. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's go ahead. I want to ask. Uh, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead and talk about this. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Do, do do you want me to talk about it right now, or do you want to give scores out? Like you guys can give your scores out, and then I'll give my score and be like, why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you already know my score. I'm a five. So go ahead and go, Trevor. Um, it's hard. I don't know. Um, there's nothing like this <laughs> that I've seen. Um, so it's hard to hard to rate. I think. Um, you know, this might be my favorite. Mamoru Oshii film that I've seen. I might actually kind of prefer this. Oh, to over Ghost innocence. Mich- 
Well, that's the thing. I haven't seen Innocence. Oh, so see, a lot of people prefer Innocence over Ghost in the Shell, though Ghost in the I, Shell is timeless. Yeah, I, I was just looking at it, um, like uh, Anime Every Day did a video on how Oshi uses um, locations and like these backgrounds so effectively in his movies, and I, I was looking at some of Innocence, and I think the CG visuals though might be a bit of a turnoff for me. I don't think it's like bad necessarily, but I just like automatically think it would be not as. There are so uh, many fucking haikus in that movie. Yeah. There's just there's just a lot of well, haikus. Point, point, points for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's haikus in the original, but damn if there are not haikus in Innocence. I don't know what I want to give it a five, just especially in context of anime, because it's not like my favorite anime film. I, I totally agree with that. And I don't know if I'll like go back to. I guess obsessed as I've been with this and like thinking about it up to when we were going to talk about it. I don't know if I'm going to ever sit down and watch it again. I don't know. I don't know. If I was in high school or in college, I definitely would. I would be like, oh, that was like just dwelling in this like, like the ennui of, of this movie. But I don't know uh, if I like see my, I don't know. Not, not that that like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a criteria or not, but, um, just thinking of balancing a lot of what we said about it as far as like how much it gives you symbolize uh, symbolism wise and like I don't know I think um like the Noah's Ark parable as pointed as it is is one of the few lines of dialogue if you don't have that I don't think the film works as well um like I I I think without that you're just lost you know (laughs) like that's the only way but which is also not a criticism I think it's just it's it's a it's an odd pendulum between like being explicit and surrealist you know i i I, I don't think you lose i think you don't understand it but i don't think necessarily think you lose the experience though i think a lot of this is like you strap in it's like it's definitely like a marvel studio ride well maybe not the maybe not the best marvel's just thrown in there for no reason i mean like it's definitely like a ride and experience Yeah. yeah yeah i agree with that yeah I, I guess I'll give it a 4.5. Okay. Uh, next up is Ben. Well, uh, I guess that was be lower than I was expecting. Um, I really did appreciate this movie quite a bit. I can definitely appreciate where it stood in history. It's very interesting to read that OVAs just kind of weren't a thing that much back then and that it was right. very rare. Yeah. And I've been... I'm I'm about to do a deep dive on Miyazaki and I'm reading a lot and it's very interesting how much he struggled after doing Loop on the Third that movie uh, the the Castle of Cagliostro how much he struggled to make anything that was not based on a manga so basically he had to write his own manga and then mm-hmm. make it <laughs> essentially for uh, for that's, uh, that's a, what a happens <laughs> um, and it's very interesting and that's like a whole genre you guys know much more about but I've been kind of learning about slowly from that and. Uh, so I definitely appreciate how much it means. I like how monochromatic it is. I think it's just in terms of I'm very particular about my slow cinema. I definitely would put this in the uh, what is what is termed as slow cinema. It's it's a kind of, it's a whole genre, and uh, and weirdly I think it's almost too short. <laughs> just maybe um, not fair, but I think it I think it it either is too long or too short. I know that's like the worst criticism to have, but like. I think it no, it, I, it, I it totally doesn't live from. long enough in the world to kind of justify how slow it is and and methodical it is. While also it's not short enough to kind of just give you great imagery in a row and kind of be surreal and, and get in and get out. And there's there's a lot of great scenes, but like overall, I, I don't know if the whole package kind of struck with me uh, uh the master syndrome uh that's how i feel about the movie the master uh, uh seven great scenes in the master i don't know how that whole film uh strings together oh, um well, I, and, uh, I, I like the master i will i, I like I it forget. too i i love yeah. it i would say it's just like i i want to one day watch that movie and get it you know i want to watch it and it was like, very and upsetting like, and even Paul Thomas Anderson is like, I don't think he said. What did he say? He said, "I don't think it's a great. It's not a perfect movie, but it's my best movie." Which I think he said. Which I'm like, I kind of get where he's coming from. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a. That's kind of um, a very intelligent. 
I mean, it's a bullshit statement, but it's also like yeah. a very correct statement. I remember y'all coming back from right. watching that in college and just being so. We weren't like, ready God, for it. What? We weren't ready yeah. for what that was. No one can <laughs> like, be, but like we all thought yeah. we'd be also, like seventy millimeter. This like in depth take, like takedown of Scientology. And you're like, huh. Sometimes you just think about your college mindset and you think to yourself, fuck me. Like, I was, that's so <laughs> dumb that I went to see that. Like, I as a human being am not capable of, like, taking that in and processing it. I don't know if I would have been in college no. either. I only saw it a few years ago. And the, my girlfriend showed it to me, actually. And the funny thing about, like, her experience with it showing it to me is, like, yeah, I love the performances in this movie. Don't know what it's about. Like, I don't think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, she yeah, knew it was yeah. about Scientology, obviously. But, like, I, you know, at the by the end, like. Uh, I, don't, I just, yeah. I, I'm always, I'm always, like, vaguely upset by, like, how much more fun it is to watch movies with Megan than it is Katie. I'm sorry, Trevor. <laughs> I know you don't appreciate some of her, like, idiosyncrasies. Well, she doesn't, she doesn't give me, like, a take talk film or anything. through I a movie to, like, incessantly. Like, she didn't ask, like, 13, 14 question and get shushed by the whole theater in Avengers. <laughs> well, tra- time traveled to the past when we were first dating. And, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But, um, no, dude. Aww. There were so many time travel questions in the movie. <laughs> like, I, I love her to death, but, like. Like I, I like um, we're on a we're on a movie hiatus. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry, <laughs> and, and I do like uh, Mamoru Oshii. I, I didn't realize I, I had seen another one of his films. I thought I'd just seen the two Ghost of Shells, but also I've seen the. Uh, I went through the, the, all the what is it called? Kurt Kerb, Kerbis films, the one that starts with the red yeah. spectacles. Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen both the ones he directed, and I, I like both those movies quite a bit. Um, uh, and, and I guess that's all it comes too. down to. Is I, I think I'm really impressed with it. I'm gonna give it a 3.5, and and that may just be like a, I need to give it another shot one day, and maybe I'll have a better answer. But like, I think it just comes down to like, look, it it doesn't hit that kind of magical mo- thing that a, a, a really good, and it's very hard to do slow cinema well because it can just come across as boring. And like, I, I'm not saying like, yeah. I, I, I I'm very happy that I watched a seven hour movie, and at the end I went. Fuck that. It didn't need to be seven hours. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I, I'm glad that I know that there's a difference between the ones I really do love and the ones that are just like, you just were trying to show off, you know? And I don't think that's the case right. here. I think this is generally a very powerful artistic statement. I just don't think it personally connects to me. Uh, I respect it a lot, but it, it just, I don't know. Something about it just doesn't quite. Yeah. Yeah, get me there. I think I think five should be personal, and I think this is a personal one for me because, like, you know, it it's just, a personal fucking film. I wa- think about this too. I watched this on a goddamn laptop, and it just like I just fucking was like, it floored me out the thing, and I was just like sitting in my room alone in the dark, like breathing like this, like you know, <laughs> it, 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 it was a very personal experience. And now, Ed, you can crush my dreams. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean. I don't want to crush you. No, 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 no. Literally, I'm just I'm giving you free reign here because it's not a personal I know, thing. I'm I know, not gonna fight you on this. Believe me, this I appreciate so the fact that you're to willing to just let me like tear this apart. But that's the thing. Like, I don't want to tear this apart. I just don't like it. No, I don't connect with it as much as any of you guys do. Like, I came into this. I, I watched it. For you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, like, all I knew about this movie was that it had, like, strong Christian thematic overtones. And I'm like, sure, okay, 80s Dean Romp with some... Romp? Si- yeah, it's an 80s, it's an, it's uh, an 80s Dean, Dean Romp through weirdness. It's, it's yeah. not a romp. Through weirdness. <laughs> that, that was my mindset going into this Technically, this they movie. do travel. <laughs> like, that's my mindset going into this movie. And I was not... I was I was way too sober for it the first time around. Gave myself an hour, um, got into the correct mindset, and I still was like, "What the fuck is going on? What is the payout?" I was waiting for the payout. And- I, I saw all the the symbolisms. I, I saw the weird like relationship these two characters have. I got the shtick, and then when they did the whole Noah's Ark reveal at the end. I thought that was lame. I did not enjoy it. I got it enough to understand and like not go, this makes no sense. I got it. I just didn't care and thought the payout wasn't worth the ride. Because it was a long, dry ride. It was neat to look at, sure. But there wasn't enough here to... like captivate me enough i guess 
I guess my thing is, you know, the payout is the payout. There isn't a payout, and that's the point. The payout is the lack of payout. Which well, is, you could argue that there, there's like I, I see where he's coming from a little bit with that last closing shot. Right, that makes you I, take I forever see what you're to saying, get the reveal, but, you know. Right, but like, I, it I feels argue, like a very like aha moment, you know, a little. Yeah, bit. and I think I think they're trying to have. I think this is one of the things where they're trying. It, I think the reason that doesn't work is I think it's a it's a last Jedi moment where you try to reset the clock and have payout when the whole point has been the lack of payout. Dude, the fact that you like compare this to Last Jedi twice in this uh, recording, like, just shows how much I love you, Jack. But like, I don't get it, dude. I I'm still but, struggling with it. I think. Sorry. Dude, you've seen you've seen Daisies, right? No. Sorry, uh, Ben, help me out here. Uh, you you weren't you weren't you weren't subjected to it. <laughs> Daisies. <laughs> I actually <laughs> like Daisies more than you. But uh, I know, but it's, it's, it's the worst it's film, wild. man. It's wild. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Daisy, this I understand that da- Daisies is a movie where like there's like nouveau cinema and stuff where like cinema doesn't have to have a th- like a three act like hero's journey structure and like have traditional payout because everything is defined by the hero's journey and everything else. So like the idea is like newer cinema is to like find a structure that doesn't pay out and just gives a different effect. And this was like for me like in a I, and this is not attempting to do that necessarily. Like, like it still pays out. It still plays like a three act structure and does everything else. I'm not totally in the right here, but this was the first time for me that I like felt like, and maybe it's the fault of the film, but I felt like I got it. I felt like I got a movie the satisfaction, like, dissat- the- like having dissatisfaction the movie and like enjoying. Well, it's a denial of catharsis, but part of that exactly. Is just- I mean, is that because it's a surrealist film, or is that just because it's a, not a genre film? As me, a little bit. I mean, I, it's far from no. Like, I agree. The first I think non-genre just, film you've seen. I know that. I, I just, give. There's. It's not the first non-genre film. I just think that. Like, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's I there's just, meaning in films, and then there's just enjoying the full structure. And this is a very like the reason I keep saying laid back is it's the first time I was like I just enjoyed as the whole the lack of catharsis as a whole which is just a weird experience for me because yeah as you guys know i'm i you know i'm a very i'm i'm i think nouveau cinema can be kind of new i'm using the terms wrong ben correct me uh uh new wave New, 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 new wave-ish, yeah, that? but that's that's a very specific uh, thing. I, I'm thinking more about Judith Norman. It's avant-garde, but it's also Judith Norman, and my philosophy professor had a different term for this, and it was more about lesbian music, but this is a different day's discussion. Um, <laughs> Sounds like I love it. tattoo. Uh, there's li- like like non- like songs that don't have, like build up, ba- like build up like to a atonal? point. atonal? Yeah, well, not atonal, but like songs that build up to dissatisfacting and don't actually complete, like they don't drop the beat, like that sort of that sort of song. So I don't know. This it mm-hmm. seems like there's movies and genre and media, and I've always thought it was very, 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 very dumb. And I and I love Judith Norman. She was a fucking amazing philosophy professor. But I, the conceptual idea that you don't drop the beat is uh, drop the bass is dumb to me always. And I think that this is one of the few movies where I'm like, I get that. I get it. Yeah, but overall, I was did yeah, not have a spiritual moment with this movie. Ha. Um, and I'm giving it a 2.5. I get where you guys are coming from, and I can appreciate its importance to people. It's just definitely not for me. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. We have a really flush curve here. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me do some math. Uh, f- uh, uh, sorry. Gotta fill that air. This is one of those movies that like will average out to like somewhere in the middle, which is unfortunate because it's like the problem with averages. You know what I mean? Where like you yeah, can look at it's exactly the a difference 3. between everyone 7, giving. A, yeah, it's between everyone a, what, what is giving it, it yeah. like. A, sorry, say it again. It's a, it's exactly a three point eight seven five. Are you guys okay if I round that up to four? Or I can round Happy it Happy birthday, buddy. Okay. Round Give it, it up. Give it to birthday. me, baby. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's my birthday. Everybody just everybody just treat me like I with kid gloves here. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. I feel like I bared my soul for you all. So no, I'm I'm joking. And then we smashed it with a wooden cross. I know. I didn't <laughs> and led you to your well, it's a hyper techno surrealist cross, cross for gun, no reason. Like pipe thing. Penis. Who know who knows what it is? Yeah. Mostly penis though. Yeah. You know, 
I tend to look for penis in any type of media. I did not see any penis in this movie. Oh my god! Which also <laughs> didn't help me enjoy it. I can, I'm sorry. I can agree. I, I can agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. There was a more hot men for you in this one, Ed. I do apologize. I promise. Like if they ever come out with a second season of Free, we'll do it. Dude, like I said, this the in the first two minutes of this movie, my gut reaction was, "Well, it came first, the chicken or the egg, <laughs> the silver-haired protagonist." Oh yeah, the silver protagonist definitely. The silvered hair anime protagonist definitely came first. So, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Animania slash MGP this week gives Angel's Egg a four out of five. Definitely. I mean, at least for three of us, go check it out. It's definitely on Ben's. I think Ben probably has a stronger recommendation here. It's definitely an interesting piece. Go check it out on the basis of Oshi. I think that it's for me, minutes. like I had a strong. Yeah, it's, it's not. Minutes. It's not it's short. on YouTube. It's still. not short. It's completely free. It's an hour. It's yeah. like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of fucking waiting around. I'll, I'll give you that. Like, I, I mean, I think it's also like you know that every minute in this film, like he had to fight for as long as it is. So like, it's definitely like he definitely pushed for more scene space unless there was any motion in it. So it's one of those things where I definitely I think assume this is that like, he was at like sixty eight or something. That's why it has that really long shot. Like he had to get over seventy. There must have been something weird. I'm sure. I'm sure there's 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 always some like reasons or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we give it a a four out of five for MGP. This has been Ben Haworth. Thanks, everybody. You should come get you come back more. And for Animania, this has been Edwin Reyes. That four was a gift. Okay, I hate you. Do you want to do three point five? I can go with a three point five. No, no, happy birthday, buddy. That I, four I hate is, you. Is, I hate you is, so is much. You, we were so we were so fine. We were so like, oh yeah, we're just we're having a good time. You understand me, I understand you. Just on the outro. Fuck you, Jack. Yeah, that's how it that's how it is. I get it. I get it. I I, I told you, like, it's it, it is I am who I am. Oh, fucking fucking shit. I was gonna see if there's Um anyway. <laughs> Uh, also for MGP and Animania, Trevor Flynn. Bye bye. <laughs> and I've been your host of, of MGP and Animania. I'm Jack Newman. Again, thank you very much for indulging us this week and watching something that I really wanted to review. Uh, we'll be back to your regular scheduled Detective Pikachu and uh, your Fox yeah. Girls next week. Yeah, because I really want to review the Fox Girl show because it's fucking hilarious. And, and I want to review yeah. Detective Pikachu because he's got a little hat. It's gonna be fan fucking tastic. It's very cute. Um, it's a, a adequately sized hat. Okay, a, don't belittle the hat. No, it's a cute. It's an adorably perfect sized hat. Don't they call anything cute? No one wants to be cute. Pikachu wants to be cute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this before we start talking about like Pokemon. Anytime we go down like the Pokemon Liberation Front like issue, like you know, you gotta have some oh, actual fucking questions oh, about like, like they they definitely put up like a ma- like an electric mouse in a cage with a dragon. They're like, oh, this will work out. It won't die. What are your thoughts on Gardevoir? <laughs> oh, I, I, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs>